Good morning, Top End Rivalry followers. On a Monday morning, it is time to lead you off with some of the best of the best. You guys have had your weekend. I brought some of the sweet life people in. I brought uh, Jesus in. I brought Ralphie in. And of course, we got Stadium Food Girl Val. And we've got MLB Trash Talkers Rick on here. We're going to have a good time. We're going to talk a little bit with you for Monday. Enjoy your drive. We're going to have a good time. And maybe even talk a little trash with each other. So we're going to start out ladies first. Val, do tell your favorite team and why are they your favorite team? My favorite, yeah, my favorite team is even prior to their success, the Texas Rangers. I grew up in Arlington. I moved to Arlington when I was nine months and grew up there. And so the city is all I've ever known. However, the Rangers were all I ever knew starting at the age of 10, 11, and fell in love with the sport. And we've had some rough years, but I say, I'd say that they've shaped me into the person I am today. Love sports because of them. I am who I am because of them. And obviously, I'm extra proud of them right now. We just won our first World Series. So it's been a fun week. I uh, I didn't realize that you guys had such a good season. I thought you were concerned that um, I think I remember talking to you at the beginning of the playoffs and you being a little frustrated that you didn't win the division. So do you want to win the division or win the World Series? Which one feels better? I guess, I guess what's that? I guess we'll never know quote that's going around right now. <laughs> had we hadn't won the World Series or, you know, but I'm fine with not winning. I know what I think it worked out perfectly because us not winning the division allowed us to be on the road a little more, which we did great. Yeah, you guys were okay on the road. You guys were okay yeah. on the road. Uh, Ricardo, I hear that you are a uh, fan of a rival team to my team or somewhat. So do tell, who is your favorite team and why, Ricardo? First of all, let me the air i mean i think that's more subjective than anything you know maybe maybe the new fans that just started watching padres baseball in 2020 2021 maybe to them to them that's a rivalry but when you look at the overall numbers uh there's still there's still uh, i mean we're we're tied in the we're tied in, in when it comes to playoff series but at the end of the day we're gonna go back to rings it's not a rivalry uh but yeah i am a padres fan um you know born and raised in san diego uh, you know, most of my family, unfortunately. Dodger fan goals, my godfather, I'll try to get me on being a Dodger fan. And uh, no, I just chose to be, you know, the black sheep of the family. So uh, here I am. Um, you know, I brought this on myself when it comes to a lot of the pain and suffering I've experienced as a Padres fan. Um, but, you know, I'll, I know that, you know, the, the day is going to come one day and it'll be worth it. So you started out so good there, Ricardo, talking about how it's not a rivalry. And then you talked about how, like, you just went downhill. You started so good. I mean, Ralphie was there. Jesus was there. We were all with you. And then it just kind of went mm, downhill. But we'll we'll take that up in a second. Uh, Jesus, your favorite team. Hey, you guys. Jesus, also known as Stadium Beer Bros. My favorite team are the L.A. Dodgers, born and raised. Uh, I grew up in East L.A. or I didn't grow up in East L.A., but I was born in East L.A., moved around L.A. for a little bit down South Central, Inglewood, and Highland Park. Uh, grew up going to Dodger games with my family, especially my dad. Um, 
I remember standing in those uh, ticket booth lines uh, that were in the parking lot waiting for tickets. Um, and I just remember being super hot and going to the stadium, sitting in the left. I feel that's all we could afford at the time. Um, but yeah, I love the Dodgers. I've been following them for almost all my life. And I love the fact that I get to experience that with my son and take him to Dodger games and Dodger Stadium or, or Peckle Park, um, which is closer to us. But yeah, the LA Dodgers, my team. LA Dodgers is your team. I like it. I like it. Ralphie, finish us off. Why are why is your team the Dodgers and like where did that come about? Well, I was born in Los Angeles, so that's right there a given. Um, when people ask me that, I just say my answer is family, right? Like that's why I'm a dog. You just uh, I, I mean, unfortunately, I just had no choice in the matter, right? But I I don't regret it, and I absolutely love it. Um. It's just the culture here, you know, for me, you know, growing up where I grew up, it's just one of the things my dad would always take me to Dodger games uh, to piggyback off of Jesus. Also, we would always sit in left field pavilion all the time because they were the cheap seats at the time. Right. Um, I'll never forget. Also, we would always go watch the Expos. It was always against the Expos because those were the cheapest seats. Right. Like those were the like, it wasn't against the Giants. It wasn't against like a competitive team or whatever so i watched the expos probably more than people in montreal did right <laughs> like straight up which is really cool uh but i'll never forget like when i fell in love with the game of baseball like obviously like i said like i'm a dodger fan because i was born here and i was born around it but when i really fell in love with the game because i wasn't really into it like when i was little right like when the dodgers won it was just cool great hell yeah like that that's great but when manny ramirez showed up and the whole manny wood thing took over nineties Dodger fan, right? Like I love, you know, Mike Piazza, Brett Butler, Raul Mondesi, like these were my guys, you know what I mean? But then Frank McCork took over and it just, everything was bad. We couldn't sign good players. We were trading or signing guys like Ronnie Belliard or Angel Barroa or, you know, Deanna Navarro, Rod Barajas, you know, it, it was like no big, big names were coming over to the team. So when Manny showed up, it was just like, wow, like guaranteed hall of famer, you know, a guy who's already been successful. Everyone knew what he did in Boston. And then here he is. And I saw him in that uniform. And I was like, man, this is great. Bobble slam moment. You know, Manny wasn't even supposed to bat that night. He comes up, bases loaded. Dusty Baker switches the pitcher. No one sat down. First pitch, launched it into Manny Wood. And I was like hugging people I've never met in my life, right? Like I was just so excited and elated and the one thing I got from that moment was that everybody sitting around me, we all have this in common, right? And that's when I fell in love with baseball, straight up. I love it. I love it. I loved it. Um, sometime, uh, sometime I'll tell you a story about when Manny came to L.A. and the phone calls I was getting, but that's another podcast. Okay, cool. so so Ralphie, I'm going to go back to you since you were last up. I'm going to go back to, to you to start us. Okay, so give me your favorite player. That's not a Dodger. And give me your favorite ballpark that's not Chavez Ravine. Got this it. should be and, this should be a good time. Okay. So obviously everybody just heard about what I said of how much I love being a Dodger fan. So this might not rub a lot of Dodger fans the right way. My favorite we love watching him play the game I love so much. I think he's going to be the next Mr. 3000 just based on his stats. All he has to do is get two hits every game for like the next 
I, I can't remember, like four or five years, which he's totally capable of doing. He can do more than that. He can get four hits a night. You know, I'm convinced of that because he's just such a great hitter. His defense on third base is just immaculate. You know, I just and, – and also what I love the most really about Manny, really since he's joined the Padres, is accountability, right? Like he's yelling at his teammates. He's mad. He's like, you know, a, a guy who – He's just a man. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm getting the paycheck, but he's he's a leader. He's he, like when I see him yelling at his teammates when they're doing bad, that like fires me up. Right. And I just I, I just think he's great when we got him and we traded for him. I wish we would have kept him. Here's another take Dodger fans are going to like from me. The only reason I don't think we signed him was because everybody was still in love with Justin Turner. Right. Like I really Manny said all he wanted was three hundred million dollars and the Dodgers really could have gave him that. But. Everybody was like, no, JT. And as much as we should have moved away from that at that point and signed Manny Machado, but whatever, it is what it is. And my favorite ballpark to go to, that's not Dodger Stadium, and I've been to quite a few, and Dodger fans are going to hate this too. I love Petco Park. It's beautiful. It's right next to the ocean. The amenities are great great if you're a craft beer guy like me i mean it is like to me it's like a beer castle it was kind of built around like craft beer and brewery is food the atmosphere um another thing too is that i've now i have friends who are pottery fans so when i go there i'm like now i can hang out with my buddies too and like you kind of back you know bicker back and forth and that's always fun too and it's only two hours away so <laughs> i'd rather Not go bad. there than angel stadium so yeah boom <laughs> All right, Jesus, uh, same question. Favorite player and favorite ballpark that aren't Dodgers? All right, so my favorite player right now, and it may sound a little cliche just because he he has been the talk of the town. Uh, he's a free agent right now. It's uh, Shohei Otani, um, just what he's done, what he's doing. He, I mean, unfortunately, he he uh, injured his uh, elbow, so he's not going to be pitching until probably 2025, if not a little bit mid-season 2025, uh, but just his hitting. Um Coming from Japan, just coming to a whole new country and doing what he does, it's phenomenal. And hopefully uh, the Dodgers can sign him. I mean, I know that they're all on favorite, but anything can happen in the offseason. So who knows? Um, and my favorite ballpark, just like Ralphie, uh, I love Peco Park. I love going to Peco. I live here in San Diego, so uh, Peco Park is literally down the road from me. Uh, I work at Petco as well, so I know that ballpark inside and out. Yeah. Um, food. Um, ah. It's right in downtown, right by the ocean, so a lot of stuff to do before or after the game. And not to like take a jab at the Padres fans, but whenever the Dodgers come to town, it feels like a home game for the Dodgers. Um, it gets super loud whenever uh, someone does something well for the Dodgers, hits a home run, uh, strikes out. It's just great atmosphere uh for the dodge fans when they're there i just want to thank i want to thank the scoreboard person this year for putting up the blue tier because once they put that up it was like the curse for the padres so just thank you so much for doing that um that was pretty awesome we appreciate that um okay um rick for you favorite player non-padre favorite ballpark non-petco I know these guys are loving on Petco, and you're sitting there going, that's right. But favorite player, favorite ballpark? Well, I've got a couple of hot takes for this one. Okay, uh, go for it. I might surprise a few people. 
Uh, right now, one of my personal favorite players to watch in baseball right now is Randy Rosarena. There you go. If this guy did not play for Tampa Bay, this guy would be a mega star with any other team. So true. Okay, in Boston, right. San Francisco, even even as a Cub, this guy would be making headlines the same way that Adolis Garcia has been making headlines. The same way that Shohei Otani has been making headlines. You know, these guys that are revolutionizing the game. You know, we saw what he could do in the World Baseball Classic. Guy became a fan favorite for Team Mexico. Mm-hmm. And amongst the players also. His mm-hmm. only flaw is he happens to play in a small market where, you know, we're only getting, you know, if they're if they're lucky, 17, 18,000 a game. Amen. I can Amen. ball out. Unfortunately... He doesn't have the marketing or the promotion that other players have the privilege of. And as far as my uh, my favorite ballpark, I'm lucky to have uh, spent have visited 13 ballparks now. Val and I have been to 13 now. Uh, we crossed off Fenway this year. We crossed off uh, Kauffman Stadium. Uh, we've been we've been my favorite ballpark uh, has it's got to be Fenway Park. Of the 13 I've experienced so far. Now, some people might say, all right, well, what's so special about it? That's the thing is that it has, it's, well, it, it's like Dodger Stadium. It's like Yankee Stadium. It's like Wrigley Field. It's a, it's a cathedral. You can't deny it. Uh, what I like about it the most is that it has all the amenities of a modern day ballpark. Uh, Great food. The overall uh, game atmosphere is awesome. Um, plenty of social seating if you want to stand up. Uh, but also, it continues to maintain the old school feel of a of a, you know a ballpark back in back in the Very early nineties. Yeah, I, yeah, I I like that ballpark. It's it's just gorgeous on the outside. When you're in the tunnels and you're walking to get food, it's a little tight, but it's, it's very it's very tight but but then again this ballpark i mean when the baseball game it's not like the other ballparks now where it's like all right we're gonna we're gonna you know widen out these these concourses so you can go walk around and go explore like you're there to go watch the baseball game the seats are still you know that old school you know wood wood it's it's, it's i mean you you're you 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 get there and you go wow like babe ruth Babe Ruth played here. Carl, uh, Carl Yastrzemski played here. Yeah, I I don't know how well Ralph I don't know how well Ralphie did in high school um, history classes, but rumor he had told me that he thought George Washington and Thomas Jefferson played pickup games at Fenway. I told him that it hadn't existed yet, but Ralphie was telling me different. So I guess I got to go see his history teacher from high school. You know, Rick sold me on the Babe Ruth played there. And, you know, like that, that's really what sold me on that. Cause you know, I'm not a big Red Sox enthusiast or whatever. And I honestly think Fenway is a little, you know, dated, but that's a great point, Ricky. Like some of the biggest legends of like of all time and that stadium still there and still standing. So that's, you sold me on it when you said that. Yeah. Well, you, you and I, Ralphie, we've spent a lot of, time stand up we love to socialize we love to hang out uh my personal favorite part of that area was the samuel adams deck so it's just an area in the right field in the right field bleachers 
stand up and all the Sam Adams, you all the Sam Adams you can imagine on draft, every flavor. And then, you know, I'm not a big Sam Adams guy, but when you when when in Boston, it hits when a it when in Rome, right? Yeah, when in Rome, it hits it different. Hits a little absolutely. different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. That's that explains to me why Val had a video with you, Rick, standing up after a home run saying goal. Maybe it was too much Sam Adams. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Val, favorite player in favorite stadium that's not the Rangers? So favorite player. And this is actually kind of a new one for me. This My love for this player was probably like started during WBC. And I literally froth over him in front of Ricardo. I don't know, like, okay, well, first of all, just like his story, his background story. Um, he, I know that he um started off with nothing prior to the 2020 season. He had no money. He was living at home. Um, he used to work at, I think like an, like an engineering plant or something, but he comes from a family of athletes. So for him to be where he is now, and I know like he's no Shohei or, um, you know, like a, like a top tier player, no disrespect, but like, he is so humble and he knows where he wants to be. And he, his story kind of it from nothing but he's still so humble and where he is now he knows where he wants to go he just did some um i know he was in japan recently working with kids out there um practicing with them i don't remember what it was specifically but just the way he talks about his teammates and you know he's always i feel like he reminds me a lot of me in a way because at one point i had no money i had nothing to my name and I'm still not where I want to be, but it's players like Lars where like, I like, if you just keep your head on straight, he kept my head on straight and I like where I am now. He likes where he is now. And also the way he talks about his mother is just so beautiful. Like, Oh my gosh. I don't know. Everything about him is just, I am obsessed with him and a big reason why I want to go to the um, WVC in 2026 in Japan. One is to see him in person and I really want to walk around with his jersey in Japan. I just think that'd be so cool. I love what Val said about Nupar and I'm sorry because I don't know if you guys saw the ESPN moment like on Mother's Day. Oh, uh, he, yes. he, was getting, he was getting interviewed, right? So this yes. hit me. I had to say something because that hit me too. I love him for that too. Um, if anybody didn't see it, they were just interviewing him. And on, on Mother Interview, and then they bring up his mom, like video, like video or whatever. And cool. he just sees him and he's like, hi, mom. And I love when he said, he's like, I'm getting emotional and I don't even know why. Like, I didn't think I'd get emotional right now. That really says a lot about the guy. And I'll never forget for me, as much as I do like him too. And you're right. He's not a superstar yet, though, like for sure. But, you know, clearly... The kid's got talent, and if not, he wouldn't be in the show. But that's when I fell in love with him. But I, when I saw that moment, I was like, man, this kid, he's, he's in there. That's why he got emotional, because it's like, here I am, established. But when I look at my mom, I turn into that little kid again, right? So 
I love that moment as well. So that that's a good one. Yeah, no, and I, I, saw, I saw in an interview the way he was talking about the, the emotions he felt um, in the WBC. And I don't know, it just it just reminds me that he's also human. And just like we can't believe that these moments happen to these players that we like and watch, not, neither can they. And it's just so cool. Um, favorite ballpark? Okay, this one. love for both of these because the same type of memories were created at both of these so can I say two but it's the exact same reason like I if I have to choose one I'm gonna say Kansas okay if I have to say one I'm gonna say Kansas City I celebrated my 29th birthday there with you guys on this pod plus let me see there's one two three four plus 18 other people that no, the math doesn't check out. 16 other people that are super important to me. And we got to do the sweet life. We got to Danielle and Troy. And it was just incredible. But on my 28th birthday, Ricardo took me to Seattle and we crossed off. It's still safe code to me. I don't care what anyone says. T-Mobile. Um, and when I think about that trip, I still get emotional. So I've celebrated my birthday, 28 Seattle, 29 Kansas city. So they're both kind of special to me because I never really did anything for my birthday growing up until like 28. So that's where I am now at those two ballparks in love with them and Lars. <laughs> okay. So Ricardo, I'm going to start with you on this one. And I know for those of you listening, driving to work, we apologize. We're going to run a little long on this one, but we're going to try to keep it um, to a dull roar. Ricardo, what makes the Padres the team to watch in uh, 2024? Um, well, we've seen what when, well, unfortunately last season, you know, it was a total train wreck of a season. Uh, you know, we've seen what they can do when they're actually firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, it, it took the end of the month for them to finally get hot and, you know, miss the playoffs, you know, by two, three games. And you're just thinking to yourself, you know, and this is, you know, people, you know, I get. I get every game counts, you know, going back, you know, even the games in April, right. It's like, Oh yeah, no need to panic. Okay. So what happens, you know, when you miss the playoffs by one or two games in September, Um, I forget what their record was. It was like 22 and something something pretty insane in the month of September. Coincidentally, the glue that held the team together, Jerickson Profar, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but let's just say, I don't know. Once they re-signed him, they started firing on all cylinders again, right? <laughs> um, so, I mean, the team's got talent. <laughs> we know what they can do on paper. It, It just it, it took a, a little bit of urgency for them to finally get going. Uh, so I think that's what's going to make them the team to to uh, to see uh, in 2024, uh, knowing that if they decide to finally just uh, apply themselves just a little bit and push themselves rather than, uh, you know, Ralphie and I, we talked about this on our on our previous podcast, you know, years ago, you play for the name on the front, not the name on the back. So. Right. Correct. It's time for them to put their egos aside and actually start winning some ball games instead of trying to stat pad when you're down nine one. So, um, Val, what makes the uh, the Rangers the team to watch in twenty twenty four? 
Um, first of all, <laughs> um, I think the Rangers are going to be the team to watch in 2024 because I think we have finally figured it out. I think our rebuild for sure got serious in 2020. And obviously we saw what happened in 2020. We got no hit by the Padres. Slam Diego was born in Arlington as well. Well, hurt Rangers fans the most is that the first World Series was played at that stadium and it didn't even include the Rangers. I think for me, that was the hardest. And I was at that no hitter, but the World Series thing hurt me more. So I think it's the fact that Ray Davis is not afraid to spend money. Um, obviously, there's rumors going around that Texas is probably the best spot for Otani. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how that would work lineup wise, but Hey, you know what, if it happens, I'm obviously not going to like raise question about it. I'm going to just be happy about it. And so Chris Young is the guy as well. Former Ranger. He, he knows this team and he's, he takes care of this team. Like it's his baby. He obviously didn't want to ring with the Rangers as a Ranger, but I think it was well worth it. And so now that we know that money is not an issue and it wasn't an issue prior to this gamble, um, I think we're going to just keep moving forward and spending what we have to spend to continue to win. And we have Bruce Bochy. So, you know. There you go, Bruce Bochy. All right. So this is a combined question for Ralphie and, and Jesus. What do you guys think? What? Why, why are the Dodgers the team – to watch in 2024 besides for the fact that we're probably going to be having a parade in 2024. Anyways, the Rangers had their fun. It's time for us to have ours. Ralphie, Jesus. Look, dude, I think the Dodgers are, they're, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, I'm just going to throw my two cents in. I think we're the team to watch just because um, like we saw in 2023, like even though the Dodgers didn't sign anybody uh that, that was a big name. We were still at the top of the league. And just imagine now that we are able to spend some money that we weren't able to spend last year. Like maybe get uh, Shohei Otani, maybe get a top pitcher. That would be nice. Like Snow, I'm not opposed to that. You know, he had a great 2023 season. Most likely is going to win the Cy Young Award. Um, but, yeah, just just like, like I said, when everyone counts us out, we prove them wrong. We were on top. And, and yeah, like. <laughs> the Dodger will be will be the will always be the Dodgers and team mentality that they're just able to, to join together and and play well. Like not too many teams can say that. Um so yeah, we were lucky to have have that have that season. To me, what makes the Dodgers the team to watch is depending on who they sign, right? Because everybody's expecting expecting them to sign Shohei Otani. Oh, the Dodgers are shooing, they're gonna get him. That's all I see all the time. So obviously, if Shohei does sign with the Dodgers, that's just must-see TV, right? But in my opinion, the Dodgers have always been that. We got Mookie Betts. We got Freddie Freeman. We win the division. Like, anytime we play up against other teams that are supposed to, like, beat the Dodgers, people watch just because they want – maybe just because they want that team to beat the Dodgers, right? But look, if, if you, you want it to be a hard take, if they re-sign Trevor Bauer, you're going to watch every single Dodger game he pitches. Straight up, right? I think that's what makes the team to watch, depending on who they sign. Because the Dodgers are already must-see TV. They already have a bunch of superstars. They can sign anybody. 
And depending on who they sign in the offseason, just like Jesu said, like, I want Blake Snell. If anything, I'd prefer Blake Snell and Trevor Bauer over Otani. What's Otani going to get you this year? A DH back. That's it. He can't pitch. He can't play a position, right? He can't throw the ball because he needs to just recover the arm after the Tommy John surgery. So I feel like if the Dodgers sign Otani, it's just that we got him. Oh, we did it. We're the ones who signed him. Does that make the team better? I don't know. The offense is there. Right? An issue we need to address, the issue the Dodgers need to address is pitching. And you're telling me Blake Snell and Trevor Bauer are available in free agency? Two frontline guys? And you don't do that? So, mm -hmm. to me, what's going to make the, the Dodgers must-see is depending on the decisions that they make. Do you get Shohei the superstar that everybody expects you and kind of wants you to sign? Or do, in my opinion, you do the right thing, address the issue to frontline starters in free agency? That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Jesus on this last question here. Um and we could do this for hours, everybody. I'm I listen, the I'm going to brag about these four people that are on here at the end uh, because I had a chance to meet, you know, two of them for the first time in Kansas City. Um, and they're just great people. Guys, follow them on their Instagram accounts. We'll make sure that we tag them this morning, but follow them. Um, good people. Uh, so I, but Jesus, I'm going to I'm going to start with you first. Um, 2023 is in the books. The baseball season's over. Um, what was your best baseball experience, either at a ballpark or one of your best baseball experience, either at a ballpark or um, watching a game or, or what What would it be? So I'm going to keep this as a short, but I have three. So uh, uh, Frank, uh, we were able to go at Stadium Beer Bros and meet Terrapin Brewery. Uh, shout out to those guys, Chad. Um, they they were great hosts. They gave us beer, <laughs> like free beer, all all we could drink. And Atlanta, it's an amazing stadium. Obviously, uh, the trip with Val in Kansas City. I've never been in a suite. Um, and for everyone to just have a good time, um, Dodger fans, Astro fans, Ranger fans, uh, the Padre fans, just all of us for that one second. We we we. Yeah, we had our hats on and we knew who we were representing, but we were all baseball fans. Um, and once again, thank you, Val, Stadium Beer Bro or Stadium Beer Girl, or <laughs> Stadium Food Girl. I'm sorry, Stadium Food Girl. Um, we all had a blast, and you saw in our faces uh, how much we laughed, how much we smiled, and just had an amazing time. So thank you again. And third, it just goes back to my son, just being able to take him to baseball games, uh, seeing that smile, and uh, just whenever. It's one of those like memories that he probably won't remember, but I'll remember. Um, yeah, he's a kid. He'll he'll watch baseball for a bit, and then he'll get bored, and I'll take him where he wants to go, uh, get food, a hot dog, uh, cotton candy. Uh, money's not the is not an objective for me when it comes to him. Like, um, if he needs something, um, I'll treat him to it. But yeah, uh, taking taking my son to watch baseball. I love it. 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 Those are great, uh, great ones. And I, I love the fact that 
that you said, Val, anything you can do, I can do better. You got two, I got three. Watch this. Uh, so, I love it. Hey, Zeus, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for that. That's great. Uh, Rick, because uh, I'm going to end with Val. So, Rick, tell me your, your best or one of your best MLB experiences this year. Uh, well, I have, I've got two personal favorite experiences this year. Um, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. Um, but my my first one was uh, our weekend in Kansas City. You know, with you know you, Ralphie, Jesus, Val, Stadium Food Girl, and you know uh, you know fifteen of our other closest friends, and you know everybody that was there. You know we they they mean the world to us, and uh, you know we we couldn't have asked for a better group of people. You know to spend you know a great weekend. And, you know, just to piggyback off of what Jesus said, you know, we're, you know, we went there, you know, representing MLB Trash Talkers, Top Fan Rivalry, Stadium Beer Bros, uh, the Houston Hat Crew, um, you know, everybody, you know, got a chance to, you know, kind of represent themselves in a way. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all there, you know, we don't, we, it wasn't really necessarily about, all right, who's playing? It's, we're all just there because we love baseball and, you know, had the chance to uh, cross off and uh, uh, just a brand new experience, you know, memories were made, beers were consumed. Food was eaten. Um, I mean, it was it was just awesome from start to finish. You know, from when Friday night when we're all hanging out in uh, in the power, you know, eating barbecue and uh, Ralphie killing on karaoke, specifically uh, Santeria by Sublime. I remember, I remember that very well. Uh, and then Saturday, you know, us exploring the city of Kansas City a little bit. Uh, you know, going down to the museum and, uh, you know, from from that going down to the ballpark and then, you know, our Sunday football experience. Um, and that was one of my one of my personal favorite. And then, of course, lastly, you know, I never never in my life did I would I ever say I would have the chance to go to the World Series. But, you know, we made that happen, you know, last weekend, you know, Val and I, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but we're we're going. I was a little hesitant about going at first. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but we got there. And then um, I specifically remember that Saturday morning, uh, you know, we were staying at her dad's house and uh, we asked, we asked her dad, excuse me. Uh, we asked him, Hey, what are your plans today? He goes, Oh, you know, I got to go to Costco, go to T-Mobile. You know, take care of a few errands before the game starts. And, you know, Val says, all right, we'll cancel those plans. Delay them. He goes, what do you mean? Cancel those plans. You're going to the World Series. He's like, no, 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 I'm not. No, you're going to the World Series. We got your ticket. And just to see uh, her dad's reaction and her, her dad's reaction was a whole lot of uh, just shock shock and surprise and he went to the room and he got ready and a few hours later we're at the world series just a surreal experience there you go i love it uh ralphie uh experience 2023 the best experience i'm gonna keep this really short kansas city with you guys it was absolutely amazing i show up to a city i've never been to eat some of the greatest food i've never eaten in my entire life which is all my friends. I got to meet a bunch of new friends. We hung out in a suite at Kauffman Stadium. 
And it was just one of the greatest experiences of my life. And so that's it. Like going to Kansas City with you guys. I met Bill there, which was also one of the <laughs> one of the highlights of the year, straight up. So just the overall experience of just going to another ballpark. Kauffman Stadium is absolutely amazing. Uh, and once again, shout outs. Thank you, Val, for making that happen. And that was it. My 2023 ultimate moment was going to Kansas City with you guys uh, because I think we all shared a new experience when we got there and we got to experience it together. And now I have a bunch of new friends and it's the greatest thing that ever happened. So, And you also got to meet a World Series champion there too, didn't you? Jeremy Guthrie. Jeremy yeah. Guthrie straight up came into the, you know, how cool was that, right? Like baseball, food, you know, good beer with your friends. And, oh, look, World Series champion just coming right in, shaking our hands, right? So, like I said, nothing top. top yeah. Amazing. All right. So, I'm going to I'm gonna end it where we started with Val. And, by the way, Ralphie, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't Val still owe us a rendition of I Love L.A.? on karaoke i think she still owes so. us that doesn't she i, I if believe I'm not so mistaken, yeah so, you know well wait a minute. well it, maybe uh really quick uh your top fan rivalry fan fest right we might get perfect. it there so <laughs> everybody perfect. right so get, get your ticket if you guys want to watch val sing i love la and that's another reason to go to the fan fest everybody Big Dave from the Houston Hat Crew is offering free hugs, and Val's going to sing karaoke. I love LA. That should sell us out tomorrow morning. We'll we'll make it happen. All right, Val, uh, your twenty twenty three experience. Oh my goodness, twenty twenty three was the best year for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop just because I I have to give them a shout out real quick. In June, when I went to New Mexico, I worked with Chef Jim. We did a foodie tour at RGCU Field, AAA affiliate of the Rockies. The day after that, I did a foodie tour with the head chefs, head chef over in El Paso. And I got a suite for some friends and myself, and it was incredible. AAA affiliate of the Padres. Um, my 29th birthday, Kansas City, you guys already touched on that. There's nothing more I can say because that day was incredible. So that's all in there. I can't leave those out. But if I had to choose like the star for the tree, my team winning the World Series. It just yes. doesn't get any better than that. Like it just doesn't get any better than that. Like this year was so good. It was so good. And then we won it all. Oh my God. Please. Congratulations, Val. Yes. You deserved it. Yeah. You're literally, you're literally the only Rangers fan I know. So <laughs> congratulations. So so I Val, just so that you know, I made that question just for you. I made that question just for you because you're the only one that did not get the e card oh. on our morning show. So that's that's awesome. When, when, you, when you sent that, I mean, I could have gone on. I did something every month this this year. There were a few. There are some head chefs that I have to give shout outs to, though, for like giving me a brand new experience. Chef Gary always took care of us this season. Chef Jim with the Albuquerque Isotopes, Chef Maria and Adriana with the El Paso Chihuahuas. I I can go on, but like the rain, my you know my my baseball team. I went to my first playoff game ever. I went to the World Series game even though we lost, but then just a few days later, I watched it from my living room and we won the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take 
45 seconds here. First of all, I'm going to thank everybody for spending their Monday morning with us. You guys all have jobs. You all have stuff to do. And I appreciate the fact that you spent so much time either listening or participating in this. So Rick, Val, Jesus, Ralphie, I appreciate you. Secondly, um, if somebody were to ask me what my best experience was this year, I would have to say yes. And that's my answer. Because back in May or June, Val was in Kansas City and she went live with me in Kansas City. The first time that her and I met was on an Instagram live. Um, and then meeting Rick through that and meeting you two, uh, you know, Ralphie, Jesus, uh, and to meet all the top fan rivalry people that we met and to be able to do so many good things. It's been absolutely fantastic. It's been such a blessing. And if you think, for those of you listening, if you think that top fan rivalry is slowing down during the offseason, you haven't been paying attention. And if you think 2023 was busy and we had fun this year, wait until you see what's up next year. So for those of you that participated, the four of you that participated, thank you so much. Um, stick around for a second. And then for those of you listening, top fan rivalry followers, I will make sure that I tag every single one of the people on here. Make sure you're following them. Um, don't forget about FanFest. Val is going to be singing I Love L.A., apparently karaoke style at FanFest. So this will be awesome. So uh, I thank everybody and have a wonderful, wonderful Monday.